Hey guys, and welcome to the Pacing Racing Podcast, the Canadian triathlon podcast made in mind for the age group triathletes. Now today we have Felix Walshover on the show, who happens to be the race director of one of the biggest long distance triathlon events in the world. Now with less than one month to go until Challenge Roth 2019, we thought it'd be a great idea to give everyone an inside look at what makes this the biggest and most famous long distance triathlon event in the world. Now, with over 84 nations in attendance, over 260,000 spectators in the crowd, and over 5,500 athletes participating, there's no wonder it's known to be one of the most popular races in the world. Now, for those who don't know, it's a 3.8-kilometer swim, a 180-kilometer bike, and a 42.2-kilometer run in Germany, and there's no qualifications needed to enter the race. However, because of its popularity, it's said to be like winning the lottery to get your ticket to the race, as it sells out in less than a minute of being open. So... In this episode, Felix will fill us in on what makes this race so special, what it's like coordinating such a big event, and he goes into some great detail on some amazing stories about the race and you know what you can expect when traveling to Roth for the race week. Now, if watching or competing in one of the most popular and entertaining triathlon events in the world is something you'd like to add to your bucket list, then this episode's for you. Now, Felix and the Challenge team have generously donated one race entry to the 2020 Challenge Roth that's valued at over 500 euros, and that also includes a free homestay. And that's generously donated to the Pace Racing Podcast so that we're able to do a giveaway that will be live from now until July 2nd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, the winner will be picked July 3rd at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So more details for that, just tune into this episode. We, we talk about it in this episode here, and you can also check us out on the Instagram page. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Be sure to grab a pen and paper, sit back, and relax. Now, let's cue the music. Now, today's episode is brought to you by two sponsors. The first one also happens to be the official recovery system of Ironman, and that is Normatech Recovery. Now, one of the perks of this podcast is I get to speak with so many professional triathletes to find better ways that age groupers can improve their training and, you know, be the best form of themselves in the sport. Now, one of the most common paradigms I drew amongst many of these pros is that not only are they very disciplined when it comes to their training and nutrition, but I think it's most importantly that they were disciplined in proper recovery after workouts or races. So one of the pieces of equipment that so many of them were using were the Normatec recovery systems. So after a lot of discussion on it and after a ton of research, I'm happy to say I now have a set of the Normatec Pulse 2.0 Lag Recovery System, and I could not be happier with it. Now, the benefits of using Normatec, which originally sold me on the product, was that it enhances the body's natural ability to recover. You know, it increases circulation and reduces that muscle pain and soreness you get after your workouts, and especially the day after. And overall, it rejuvenates your muscles after a hard days of work. Now, I vividly remember the conversation in the podcast episode I had with pro triathlete Frank Sorbera, where he said out of all the things you could spend your money on in triathlon, that the Normatex were probably one of the things he found made the most difference in his career over any single other product. And when you think about it, it makes total sense because of course, it's not going to make you more aero on the bike or add any extra watts or anything like that. But what it will do is it'll allow you to train harder, recover quicker, and look after your muscles better, which I mean, overall pays dividends on race day. So... Normatech offers a ton of product options, including systems for your legs, arms, your hips, even full body. So definitely go ahead, check them out, and you'll definitely hear me preach a lot about them because I'm a big fan of working smarter, not harder in triathlon. Now, I'll be making an overall review video for this Pulse 2.0 recovery system, so definitely keep an eye out on the Pace Racing YouTube channel. But until then, if you want to learn more about these, you can check them out at normatechrecovery.com, or you can find them on Instagram at NT Recovery, and you can check them out on Facebook as well by searching Normatech Recovery. 
And just to clarify, guys, Normatec is spelled N-O-R-M-A-T-E-C. So the second sponsor of today's show is First Endurance Canada. Now, First Endurance is one of the best nutrition brands out there on the market today. I'm so beyond humbled and excited to represent them. And you'll use their products for my racing, training, and pretty much everyday life. Now, first off, not only are they a supporter of the Pace Racing Podcast, but they're also huge supporters of some of the amazing First Endurance triathletes out there, like Jackson Laundry, The Wartels, Taylor Reed, and Sam Long, and so many more. Now, for those who haven't been keeping up with me on Instagram, you'll know that I just wrapped up my Eagleman 70.3. I used both the EFS Pro and the EFS Liquid Shots for the bike, and I took the EFS Liquid Shot on the run, and I was absolutely thrilled to finally have my nutrition finally dialed in, and it was amazing, guys. So, if you head to First Endurance Canada's website or check them out on Instagram, you can check them out and see some of the First Endurance products like their Altrogen Recovery Drinks or their EFS Liquid Shots and EFS Electrolytes Mix and so many more. So it's not only on-course products they offer. They also have a ton of products for everyday life like the Multi-V Pro Tablets and their Optogen HP Tablets that are designed in mind for the endurance athletes and the demands for bodies and training. Now, those are two products I use every day and I swear by them. That's something you'll notice a little bit more long-term effects, but it honestly has made a big difference in my training overall. So soon I'll be doing another YouTube video explaining all the benefits of things like the multivitamin pro and the option HP tablets. So definitely keep an eye out and look for that video on the page racing YouTube channel. So if you guys want to learn more about first endurance Canada, you can find them on Instagram by searching at first endurance CAD or on Facebook by searching first endurance Canada. Now guys enjoy the podcast. Let's get into it. So Felix, welcome to Pace Racing Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Doing really well. Awesome. And that's, that's great to hear. And obviously, thanks so much for coming on the show. Obviously, you're a very busy guy. So it means a lot that you've taken the time on today to come and talk about what you know best, which is the amazing Challenge Roth. So that's awesome. We're excited for this. Wonderful. Now, so I guess sort of before we dive into everything about Challenge Roth and, and what it's all about, let's sort of paint a picture, I guess, for the listeners. Uh, what's your role in you know, sort of the whole grand scheme of the event, uh, organizing this big race and sort of what made you get into doing this all in the first place? Um, the event is actually organized by my mother, my sister and me. I'm the event director of the event. Uh, we are running um, the Dativ Challenge Roth since 2002 when my dad and my mom took over from their good friend Detlef Kühnel, who organized Ironman Europe for 14 years. He retired by then and then that uh, took over and we decided to uh, part ways with uh, Iron Man and build up our own brand. And this is when the whole thing here started. So we asked the population that was always uh, really behind the event uh, to go out and have a look for a name because we always uh, said, okay, this is not only the uh, event of us, but the event of the whole county and the community. And so a lot of uh, names uh, came uh, and then we picked 10 and uh, there was a public vote uh, via the uh, newspapers and um, the population decided that the best name would be Challenge. And this is how it all started. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, it's so crazy how it all kind of started just by, you know, simply voting, you know, with the newspapers, and everything that that's awesome to hear. And that's a really cool history behind it. So obviously you guys have a blast doing this every year. I'm sure it's probably pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty busy at times. Eh? I guess around right now, about a month out from the race, Are you guys pretty busy. Yes, uh, we have uh, three weeks to go. We started build up today and uh, it's a very busy time, but it's also uh, Christmas and uh, birthday time for us because we work 
uh, on one event for one and a half years. Uh, we go in and out the office every day, having emails, phone conferences, meetings, but we don't really see anything uh, at the end of the day. And now we start seeing things. Athletes are coming. It's really, really cool. The flags are going up in all the communities and uh, everyone is really, really excited. Um, we are a, a county of uh, 120,000 people. On race day, we have 260,000 visitors, which makes it the biggest one-day event in Bavaria. We have uh, 7,500 volunteers, so more volunteers than athletes. And uh, it's the only really big thing we have here, and so everyone is getting behind it. And this is why I call it uh, my personal Christmas and uh, birthday party. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And you're right. It's so incredible that, you know, with a county of 120,000 people and just to put on such an incredible event that's recognized all over the world, which is super fascinating. It's, it's known as being one of the best races in the world. And what makes it so possible is, you know, 7,500 volunteers. That's, that's truly incredible for them to do that every year. And, you know, the whole community to just support it and sort of back it. I think that's really incredible. So, and I mean, now, so I'm sure that 99% of listeners here in the podcast have obviously heard of this race before uh, because it's one of the biggest ones out there. But um, so many, I guess, haven't been able to maybe go see it because, of course, uh, a lot of the listeners might be from North America and whatnot. So it's, it's one of those bucket list races that everyone wants to do. And um, I guess sort of to kick it off, sort of what is it about Challenge Roth that you know, makes it stand out so differently from a lot of the other big races around the world? I think it's the appreciation of the population that uh, people from 84 uh, nations come here. Um, we are not a highly touristic place here. And out of a sudden, um, uh, it's completely full of athletes. Um, athletes are the uh, absolutely dream guests, you know. Um, there are no pitch drinking stuff. Uh, there is no uh, rubbish being left around or something, you know. But it's, uh, athletes are highly intelligent um, conscious people they love to interact with the <clears throat> with the population here with more than a thousand athletes in homestay families where families here open up their homes free of charge invite them i think this is by way the best traveled uh, community uh, in whole of germany you know because it also uh, also goes vice versa so the homestay family visit their athletes athletes are coming back every year big uh, friendships have been formed <clears throat> and oh. um, then then the other thing is that just because of the the crowds it's it's amazing there's no other race out there and people say okay the only thing you can actually compare it with is the tour de france like the famous uh, solar hill where we have 50,000 spectators where they stay like 10 uh, 10 deep on the road you know and you've got uh, sucked up uh, uh, in that uh, little hill you know that's not actually very steep and on a normal day it's nothing spectacular but it turns out to be the triathlon hill in the world uh, when challenge comes and then also we have um, a lot of great stories um, we have uh, the fastest times here both world records are set here um, uh, we have very very fast uh, course we have um, uh, all the good pro athletes coming in competing so it's really exciting and also for your listeners um, we will have a, a, a nine-hour live show with Belinda Granger both on Facebook and on the uh, homepage in English so everyone can follow it everything will be live awesome so that, that's actually I'm glad you touched on that uh, so that's that's nice to see that it's gonna be English translation too because that that's gonna be really awesome for everyone to hear that so definitely yeah, everyone we, actually, we actually produce two channels one in German and one in English so awesome. they are totally separate with uh, different speakers. So there's not a uh, simultaneous translation or something, but we'll have uh, two absolutely different channels. Okay, perfect. And for the English translation, sorry, where, where can they find that again if they want to go uh, check that out? 
Uh, that will be on our homepage, www.challenge-roth.com and also on our Facebook page, uh, Challenge Roth. Awesome. That's going to be really amazing to see. So we can't, can't wait to see that. And you know what, you touched base on the solar hill there. I think that's an incredible scene all of it itself. You know, I remember watching a video of Cam Worth riding through yeah. that hill and it's sort of separating just as he goes through it. It's absolutely sensational to watch. And, you know, I think that's one, one of a million kind of races like that. So it's very cool. And, and I think a lot of people, if they ever get a chance to go down and, and race this type of course, it would be, you know, one of those bucket lists for sure. It's like a once in a lifetime opportunity that you can get a good go and do it. So that's really cool. And, and I mean, I guess sort of talking about the course itself. So a lot of people who haven't been there before, they might not have an idea of what it looks like. So can you sort of break it down for us? Uh, what is the course kind of like, like, where is it located in Germany and sort of mm-hmm. where do they do this, the swim, the bike and, and where does the run take place? So we are located about 20 minutes south of Nuremberg, uh, which has an international airport or depends on driving. If you drive German way, it's about 45 minutes north of Munich. If you drive a little slower, it's taking you an hour. <laughs> uh, um, so we are very, very central, uh, centrally located down in the south of Germany. Uh, we have a lot of green here, rolling hills, uh, not too steep. Um, the, the bike course is relatively easy because it's not technical at all. Um, we have a fantastic swim in the European Channel. Um, so you go in the water, swim straight, turn around, swim straight back, turn around again and exit. So the, the channel is 25 meters wide. Very, very easy. A lot of swimmers who are afraid uh, to swim open water or swim in lakes with the, all the navigation, they find it very, very easy and comforting. Um, by the way, in the morning, uh, we also have 25,000 people standing there on a Sunday morning at 6 o'clock. It's uh, another wow. really, really amazing uh, sight. And um, the run uh, takes uh, place from Roth to the channel uh, as well. So um, athletes run alongside the channel, then run into Roth, which is about half marathon. Then from Roth, go into um, uh, through a uh, really beautiful forest into uh, Büchenbach, which is the second turnaround point, and then go back from Büchenbach uh, through downtown Old into the uh, Finnish stadium. So uh, it's not uh, too much uh, altitude, it's uh, rolling, uh, it's not too technical, it's rather easy, and uh, we have very, very good roads here that are very smooth and very fast. And that's amazing, and, that, and that's really great to hear because, you know, a lot of HU triathletes who just want to finally jump up and make that, take that plunge to the, the full distance, the long distance course, I think it's, it's nice that they can kind of ease into a, not only a beautiful and scenic course, and uh, like one with full memories, but also one that's, you know, not going to destroy them out there. Like it's a nice, easy swim, nice, safe swim, like you said, right in the canal and that's perfect. And then a perfect bike course and run course. That that's really cool. And, and now I guess looking at this race coming up in three weeks from now in 2019 here. So it looks like there's going to be incredible pro lineup expected as there always is every year, which I mean, that should kind of sell itself, right? There so many pros keep coming back to this race. That kind of says it all. Now we've got Bart Aeronauts, we have Braden Curry, Lucy Charles, and Ben Hoffman, just to name a few that are going to be racing this year. So um, what are you expecting from the pro race? Do you think it'll be a pretty fast and potentially another record-breaking year? Or I know, I mean, some of these athletes are coming off some pretty big wins this year already. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, we have uh, six out of the top 10 of Hawaii and then place uh, 12 and 13 as well. So I think it's, it's, it's going to be a very, very exciting race. I hope for um, a lot of changes on the front 
and I hope uh, it to be very, very exciting. So our uh, spectators on the TV uh, is, uh, are going to be thrilled and also everyone coming here. So I think it's it's going to be very tough. Um, and if we have a new world record, I can't tell you. But what I can definitely tell you that it's going to be amazing. Awesome. And now, is it is it correct that this is going to be the first year that it will be televised live around the world for everyone to watch? This will be year one? Um, uh, we every year had a live stream that was uh, live available, but uh, we upgraded to a new company. That, that is specialized in outdoor live um, production. So um, we're very excited about the new product that we are going to do. Um, as I said, Belinda Granger will be um, uh, doing that nine uh, hours uh, straight through uh, from their studios out of Munich. We'll have uh, drone pictures. We'll have uh, heaps of camera motorcycles here. Um, but what is actually really new that we will have it uh, nine hours live on German TV which is an absolute new standard. So um, it's, uh, as you know, a triathlon is not the biggest sport uh, in a lot of countries. You guys have uh, ice hockey, we have uh, soccer, but it's amazing to see that triathlon is actually making it uh, nine hours straight into German TV. Yeah, and, and you know, another thing I think about that, which is incredible, just being a challenge Roth, is that like you just said there at the swim course at, at six in the morning, there's 25,000 spectators watching. And, and I, I really can't believe like that's it's phenomenal. So I was going to say, is it like, is that area a very triathlon specific community or what brings out? Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Eh? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have Germans biggest triathlon club um, located in Roth, not in Berlin, not in Hamburg, not in Frankfurt, but in Little Roth. And um, that comes from our history. Uh, we are in the 36 years of uh, history uh, triathlon here in Roth. And every grandma you um, speak to on the street will tell you who won in 1997. And when Lothar Leder did the world record. Or when Lothar Leder was the first man to break eight hours. Or uh, what year it was um, when Lothar and Maka sprinted shoulder to shoulder. And Lothar um, finished three seconds ahead of uh, Maka which was in 2003. So the people here absolutely love triathlon. Um, in a little town like Roth with 20,000 citizens, we have four triathlon bike shops. So it's very, very specialized. We have a lot of training going on uh, during the year in the county and people just love their triathletes and their events. So it's not an anonymous um, event of a uh, company being held here, but it's their event. And that's, I think, one of the key uh, points why the population loves it and is so fanatic about the athletes coming. Um, and then the athletes see that as well. Like, for example, uh, all the schools of Roth, um, uh, of the county of Roth, uh, even the kindergartens have painted flags of their little villages and everything. And those flags are going to be put up on uh, next Monday. So when the athletes arrive, there will be 140 flags um, flying where the kids show the whole county for the athletes downtown Roth. So there is so much sympathy towards um, our international guests. And that's, I think, really unique. And we don't organize that, you know, the, the schools come to us and see where we can cooperate. They have, um, last year, they um, draw uh, all the nation flags. So, uh, for example, the Canadian flag is not the maple leaf, but there's a bear on it, you know, and so what the kids imagine about all the countries coming, it's really, really nice. 
And uh, yeah, all those people come together. The kids are then sponge kids um, or the balloon kids um, helping at aid stations. Uh, elderly people come out to, to help. Um, so there's so much going on. And then it's also full uh, festival week. So we have um, uh, exhibitions of art. We have two huge concerts. Um, we have the fun run, the women's run, the junior challenge, uh, the challenge for all, uh, the, the beer garden happenings, you know. So there's so much going on where uh, the local population meets their athletes. It's really beautiful. And it's a really uh, great international get-together. Awesome. That's so incredible to hear. And, you know, people always kind of, I guess they, they perceive triathlon as being like a, it's an individual sport, but you know, it's so much more than that because it's the community and, Absolutely. you know, just being around, I think one of the best things is if you can go to a race and, you know, make a week out of it, make a weekend, whatever it is, you know, and enjoy the race, but also enjoy everything else around it. I think that's what kind of really makes the memories is, you know, the Absolutely. week before or the week after. And it sounds like broth really has it set up for, you know, everlasting memories and there's so much to do. So and that's one thing too, you know, everyone always likes to make, you know, family vacations or getaways out of these, these races. So uh, that was kind of one of the questions I wanted to bring up were sort of what kind of activities do you guys have going on? And, and you touched on quite a few there, uh, leading up to the week of the race. So I guess if people were to fly into, to, and end up going to Roth, you know, a week, a week or so early, there's, there's things to kind of do. There's lots of places to explore around the area. Absolutely. Every day we have events going on. Uh, on some days we have multiple events uh, happening, as I said, from cultural uh, to music uh, festivals, um, uh, but also the whole um, uh, little towns here. They are very, very uh, nice with castles, with we have a lot of lakes here to swim or to just relax. Then we have Nuremberg just 20 minutes away, uh, which is an absolutely stunning city, uh, full of good food and um, uh, museums and history. So there's a lot of things to do in the area. And a lot of our internationals and overseas athletes, they also uh, stay a little longer and then go over and see the Tour de France. From here, it's about uh, four hours into the Alsace where the uh, Tour de France goes through. So it's really easy. Um, you have to, uh, to remember, uh, I think whole of Europe will fit into Canada. Uh, so <laughs> the countries here are very, very small. And it's very, very easy to, to get to other countries. Prague from here is two and a half hours. So there are a lot of um, great sightseeing points as well that you can reach from here as um, Roth is really um, central in Europe. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's really amazing. And I think, you know, everyone who's going to go out there is going to definitely make a trip out. of It's going to be experience of a lifetime. So I think that's really cool that there's so much to do around there. And now I guess, you know, I guess before we kind of get away from the, the course, I just want to kind of expand on that. So you mentioned, obviously, it's a beautiful course all around. Now, do you get to go through a lot of uh, nice small towns or nice iconic areas going through? Like, is it, you know, are there lots of places that families can decide to go around and sit and, you know, have a cup of coffee and watch their, their, their family or the athletes, you know, run by on the marathon or sort of what's uh, sort of yeah. tips I got on that. I think we have a, a total of uh, 37 hotspots that are um, uh, organized by us with uh, announcing, with uh, music, with food and drinks and everything. Some are around coffees. Uh, uh, some are uh, in the middle of beer gardens where we run through. So there's a lot of things to do. And um, uh, we have a public um, transport system that is free of charge for everyone on the day. So everyone can take the buses to shuttle everywhere they want to go. And then it's also really easy uh, uh, if people, for example, rent bikes. Um, it's very easy to go out to the swim start. It's about 8K away from the finish. 
they watch the swim start and they can actually walk uh, 800 meters towards Solar Hill because it's very near uh, to each other. And then they can just uh, ride back uh, towards Roth and can stop by on other stations on the bike course or can uh, come early to see the athletes changing into two and then they can sit on the market square and roth where there's a big party going on uh, or on some of our local squares with beer gardens or in hilpostein we run um, by a uh, school where we have uh, um, uh, a hotspot only designed for kids um, so there is so many things to do um, yeah ev everyone will find uh, something um, uh, worthwhile going uh, one of the uh, fun things uh, in Roth is it's a bit different to North America. Uh, we are allowed to sell alcohol all day long on the side of the street. So we have a beer mile. So um, people and spectators are actually going uh, to sit down, uh, watch the bikers go by. The, um, the tables are right on the side of the street. Uh, they have a Bavarian uh, traditional breakfast with uh, sausages and wheat beer. So that's all possible. <laughs> Wow. That sounds, sounds incredible. <laughs> that, that, it's really cool. And you know what, you know, that's it. Half the battle is, uh, you know, making sure that it's, it's fun for the athlete as well, but you know, you want to make a good day for the, you know, your friends and family that have come to watch you as well. So I think, you know, this can be a better location for spectators. I think half the fun is being a spectator at that race as well. Right. So it's kind of a win for everyone by the sounds of it. And uh, that's absolutely. really cool. Awesome. You, you said, you said before it's a single sport and that's absolutely right. But um, your family is going to suffer, you know, if you're training for a long distance, it will take a lot of time of you. And uh, so we, uh, we strongly believe that this race also has to cater for the families and friends coming with the athlete, you know, that everyone sees this as the big um, point that uh, the whole family and friends have worked for, for a year or even more. And so once everyone arrives here, yes, absolutely, the athlete is in the center of attention, but the family and friends are um, as important to us. And so we want to do something for everyone coming here. So um, best thing is uh, everyone goes home and says, okay, we just absolutely adored it and everyone loved it. Amazing. No, that's really good to hear. And I love to, I love to hear that. And I'm sure everyone who's listening right now is going to be, you know, telling their, their spouse or their family or friends to, you know, listen to this episode and really psych themselves up because I think it's going to be a really good event for friends and family all around. So that, that's kind Absolutely. of what you, what you want. That's perfect. We even take care for the little things. So uh, during race week and uh, on race day, of course, as well, we even have our own kindergarten where specialists that normally work in kindergartens come together and take care for the kids. So people can just bring the kids there. Um, they'll have a lot of fun. And then later on, they can uh, collect the kids uh, back. So uh, we are really prepared for, for everything. And uh, we call ourselves Challenge Family. And this is also why we want to cater for everyone. That's amazing. Well, there you go. That's how it's, you know, myself in particular, that's something that we always consider too, right? Like um, we'd be traveling with... Uh, about a two-year-old per se, right? So that's always something that kind of, that's always a nice little perk right there alone. Just, you know, Absolutely. so that's really cool. And no, it's great. Like we've, so we've talked about, I guess, the race, sort of what to expect at the race and, you know, what mm -hmm. they can expect around as spectators and whatnot. So now I guess for those who, who are hooked now and they, and they want to compete and they want to register, how do they go about this? Because obviously it's told, it's probably very well known that it's a very challenging spot to claim to race because I guess last year, the past few years, it sold out within, I think, 60 seconds or if not yeah, less. Right. So, so um, yeah. I get, let's sort of go over, I guess, first of all, what are some of the ways someone can go about getting a spot? We had um, a huge vote uh, of our athletes, uh, I think three years ago, uh, and we asked the athletes, how would you like to enter the race? And what the athletes wanted was um, uh, two ways. 
One is uh, 1,000 slots at the award ceremony. Um, so what happens there is that after the fireworks, people start camping uh, on the festival grounds. And in the morning at six o'clock, the um, crowd goes until uh, downtown Roth uh, with the police closing down the roads. And then at nine o'clock, uh, we give out uh, 1,000 slots for the first 1,000 people. So there are even uh, buses coming from Great Britain where the whole club wants to compete. And that's actually the only uh, way how everyone can get a slot. <laughs> so that's the first way. <laughs> The second way is um, uh, online, which is always uh, traditionally the Monday, the week after the uh, race, where we open up registration. Uh, and that's when it's um, sold out within uh, 60 seconds. Uh, we, we split it there 50% for um, internationals, 50% of the slots for Germans. And normally the um, international slots go even uh, faster than the Germans. So I think last year was... 25 seconds for the international. So it's really, really fast. We only ask first name, last name, nationality, birth date, and email address. Um, and then once they, they made it, they will get an uh, email uh, with a code so they can enter the race. And then there is a third option um, with a challenge travel. Um, those, uh, that's a um, travel company with a lot of different uh, travel companies uh, in the States, Canada, uh, Australia, uh, Russia, South America, and they all work together. And they also have um, some slots available um, that can all be found on um, uh, challenge-roth.com. And people can then also uh, enter via the travel company, which is especially for internationals uh, quite handy that are not used to the area because we have a split transition and we have a huge logistical service behind it. They rent 26 buses. They have a lot of transporters. So they bring the bikes to the hotels and everything, do the checkout of the bikes. Athletes don't have to care for that. And uh, they have um, big hotels where only athletes are um, uh, in there and those hotels are very very uh, specific um, on athletes needs so that's also an option for our international athletes actually that's really cool so you know i guess that kind of that's a nice experience for someone if they you know if they want to really just kind of focus on the race and you know let the, the travel experience you know be kind of taken care of they'll be well looked after doing it yeah. that way so that that's really cool i like that yeah you'll You'll be picked up from the airport and then you will be driven around everywhere. Um, there are huge shuttle services going back and forth. And you can also um, decide where you want to stay in, in Roth on the countryside or directly in Nuremberg. Um, one star, two, five star hotels available. So that's um, uh, really, really easy. So I guess to find those, they're, those are just kind of third party companies that are running those so that they could just sort of Google and try and find them or are they found on your website or how does that they work? Are found they are all found on our website, uh, all under the umbrella Challenge Travel. And they will be uh, able to sort you to uh, the uh, different uh, companies who are taking care for the regions like North America, for example. Awesome. No, that's excellent. And then, so now pricing-wise, I guess, uh, now correct me if I'm wrong, I just I was looking this up. It's four ninety nine euro to register when it opens if you do it the Monday uh, week after the race. Uh, but if you register, I guess you guys have a pre-Christmas sale as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the uh, entries that are given back from the athletes. Um, so there's like 200 um, slots also available in December, but those are even going faster because it's so few uh, spots available. Okay, so so don't, what, don't it's encouraged not to wait until the December pre-Christmas no. sale, just in case because no. there's a few slots available. Exactly. And then it's also the thing, it depends on how many uh, athletes cancel their registration until Christmas. 
Um, if there are um, not a lot of athletes cancelling, then there will be even less slots. So um, the best thing is to try it online, uh, be on site, or book one of the packages of the um, travel company. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks for that. That's a lot of really great information. So hopefully um, people can replay that and, and write it down if they need to, but uh, that that's awesome. And now you mentioned earlier that the first 1000 slots, um, that's kind of around where people do, you know, camping and fireworks in the festival and sort of, can you expand? Yeah. I'm interested to hear about the, you know, the camping and the fireworks after and, and I assume after the race is just a big party, right? So can you sort of expand on what it looks like that day? Yeah, um, because we, we're not having enough hotels here in Roth uh, and the whole metropolitan region of Nuremberg is being booked out. Uh, we have the uh, homestay families as well. Uh, uh, and then we also offer uh, camping uh, spaces. So they are not really camping sites. It's just like grounds where we mow the grass and we put um, uh, toilets uh, uh, up. But it's mainly used by the Germans. So a lot of the German triathlon clubs are coming. And it's like a Woodstock festival because it's right next to uh, the transition zone one. Uh, all the teams come together. They, they sleep there. They have barbecues in the evening, have a beer or two, and uh, just follow the race. So it's a really, really cool international meeting here of athletes. By the way, we also have the biggest triathlon expo in the world with 4,800 square meters. So it's also very, very big um, and really interesting. Huh. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're talking about the fireworks. For me, there are three points, uh, especially for um, an athlete or a visitor, um, that are must-haves to see. One is the swim start at 6.30 in the morning, which is just goosebumps all over. It's um, amazing. Then the solar hill and then um, the stadium at night. Um, so normally we have to close down the stadium at uh, 9 o'clock. Um, the last finishes will get at 11, um, but uh, due to capacity reasons, and we already have more than 10,000 uh, places, but it's it's just not enough. So we have public viewing areas around the stadium as well, so everyone can watch it. But to be in the stadium and then have the fireworks and the last uh, athletes coming, like the heroes of the day, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing goosebump moments. You can, you can have a, a look on uh, YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or just Google Fireworks Challenge Roth. It's just, it's breathtaking. It's one of Amazing. my magic moments of the day. Yeah, and so, and, and I guess all the, the people who are unfortunately not able to make it, but they're able to watch it live stream. They'll be, will they be able to see, you know, it continues on after? Or sir, when, when does the live coverage go till? It will go until, um, let's say, the fifth women roundabout. But we will uh, come back on uh, later on. We have a, a camera on the finish shoot. So everyone can watch their family member or friend finishing. We'll have live uh, tickers. So you can uh, get an estimated finish time of your personal athlete. And then you can actually uh, see him or her finishing um, uh, on that camera. And then um, uh, we will be live on uh, Facebook for the whole uh, firework ceremony. Wow. Awesome. So that, that's really cool to hear. And, and that'll be an amazing sight to see. And like you said, you know, the, between the swim start, solar Hill, the stadium at night, you know, nothing but goosebumps throughout. So that'd be a really exciting day to watch. So very cool. And, and now I guess this one's sort of, uh, I was just looking this up and I, I thought this was quite interesting. Now you guys have, it's the world championship of firefighters. Now this sort of piques my interest, of course, myself being a firefighter. So can you sort of expand on uh, what this is a little bit about? It's a, a special championship for firefighters, and uh, we're doing this since 2003 as well. 
It's really, really cool. You have to bear in mind, we have 800 firefighters closing down roads for us together with the uh, German police forces. It's a huge help that they give us um, because in uh, Germany, law says that only a police officer or a firefighter is allowed to close a road or stand on the road um, uh, and uh, no volunteer could ever do that. So we are very, very dependent on our firefighters and the police forces. And uh, it's a really, really uh, cool thing when uh, so many international firefighters are coming in. Um, they have their own award ceremony in the local firefighter um, uh, house. Um, it's really cool. A lot of the firefighters stay at local firefighters um, uh, here in Ross. Uh, fireman Rob, for example, from the United States has raced uh, very often. He was always um, walking and running the marathon in his full gear. It's just amazing and, and just people love it. Um, they can they can uh, often relate uh, to more than to a Jan Frodeno doing a world record, you know, and they are so excited and um, trying to see him finishing or Sister Madonna Buddha. So um, people here are very much focusing on those exceptional stories of um, people with handicaps or stories, like I said, with Simon Warp, Sister Madonna Buddha, etc. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, that's it. That It's those stories, right? That sort of makes it and it really hits home for people and, and makes it that, was, that sort of a special of a race. So that, that's very cool. And so now I guess before I guess we leave that topic there of camping. Now you mentioned a lot of the Germans actually use the camping and, and I guess as we talked about accommodations, you briefly mentioned that there's, you know, a lot of people do home stays and it's a very welcoming community, but there's not as many hotels. So I guess sort of looking at people who want to, I guess, if they get their ticket, they want to start looking at accommodations sort of, can you sort of guide them, you know, a little bit of way, like um, there's hotel options, I guess, is there, is camping available for international athletes as well? Or how does it all kind of Yeah, work? yeah absolutely. If uh, people want to camp, they can just walk up and put up the tent or the camper because uh, we do that all free of charge to the athletes and their awesome. families and friends. So um, there are no uh, costs on our camping grounds uh, at the swim start and transition zone. Um, as for hotels, it's actually very, very complicated. Um, if you go on Booking.com or something, uh, you will see that most of accommodation for next year is already gone. Because people who come here, they uh, they take the room for several years. And if they <laughs> co don't come themselves, they give it to a friend. So it's very, very complicated. This is also uh, one of the uh, things why, especially for overseas athletes, it's mostly really uh, the easiest way uh, to go with uh, challenge tours because they have the hotels blocked uh, for the athletes. So that's an easy option. Um, uh, uh, or uh, if there's uh, uh, problems and people don't find anything, they can always uh, get in contact with us as well. And we try to get them up with a homestay family. And um, who also helps us a lot is the local tourism department. Uh, so all athletes who are searching and having trouble to uh, find accommodation, uh, we are giving them the uh, email address of the local tourism department and they are trying to sort them out. Perfect. No, that's great. I think that'll go a long way to helping a lot of people, you know, when it comes to booking. I think international athletes that's kind of half the battle is you know once they finally get that ticket they'll be super excited but then then it comes down to they got to figure out where they're going to stay so that that's great. It's, it's it's good to hear that there's lots of options you know i guess it's it's very yeah, expected yeah. it's very expected that we, hotels will be full so that's, exactly. that's good. we have never we have never had an athlete we had to sleep on the floor so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's there not happening that's <laughs> not happening Excellent. No, that's good. And so I guess typically speaking in the past, um, so in terms of weather and like temperature of the race, 
I know it'll be, it could be different every year, right? But I guess typically is it around that time of year, is it hot and humid type of race or is it uh, still a little chilly there in Germany or sort of what's it like around the first week of July? Um, I would say typically the nights uh, go down to 12, 13, 14 degrees. And then uh, on race day, typically it's 30, 32 degrees. So on a normal summer day in July, um, we have um, good weather, good weather conditions. Uh, here in Germany, it's not too humid, actually. It's uh, more of a dry climate. Um, a lot of our Brazilians, etc., cetera, um, struggle with it because there is not so much humidity. A lot of our Asian athletes as well. Um, so it's more a, a hot and dry uh, climate in July. Awesome. No, it's good to know. Just so people start plan ahead too, I guess, around that. And now you never really know, right? Like every day could be different. So you never know what to expect on race day, but it's good to sort of plan ahead if you're staying for a couple of weeks and you're trying to figure yeah. out what you need to bring for clothes and all that. So that's good. And a good thing, a good thing in Roth is as well, we never had a non-wetsuit swim. Um, why? Because one of my directors who is responsible for the massage services is working at uh, one of the docks in Hilpostein. And what they do at night, uh, just uh, before we close the channel down for shipping, they do a massive flush down the um, channel uh, by the lock. And what happens is that the very cold uh, water sitting on the bottom of the channel is being um, transferred up. And we can bring down the temperature of the channel uh, by around about two degrees Celsius. So in all our history, we never had a non-wetsuit swim. And that's also a very comforting thing for a lot of athletes. Yeah, actually, that's, that's, I'm glad you touched on that. That's really cool to hear. Yeah, a lot of people are very intimidated by a, a non-wetsuit race. So that, that's amazing to hear. That's awesome. Yeah. Perfect. And so I guess, you know, to sort of start to wrap things up here, I wanted to sort of just, you know, really hit home on the overall atmosphere of the race. Now, I think that's obviously, as we've already talked about, it's one of the biggest highlights of the race itself, right? So it's known to be one of the most exciting races to watch, um, not only for the pros and the athletes, but also uh, being a part of the crowd and, um, you know, feeling those amazing energies that day. Now, what sort of is the main reason? What gets people going? Is it that race start, like the swim start in the morning that, you know, energizes people and they, and then just cheering on their fans or so what is it about the area that's so, uh, energetic? I think it's the whole atmosphere. Um, it's, uh, the whole population, um, that cannot wait to, to welcome their athletes uh, year by year. They are very anxious about everyone coming. Um, and then the athletes uh, meeting a population here that is just absolutely thrilled that they are coming, you know. And uh, all our athletes are our guests from the county. And I think that's the main reason behind it. Um, this is also why we have 7,500 volunteers who, uh, who help us, who work on the athletes, who are highly skilled, where grandmas, uh, their daughters, and uh, the grandkids are uh, volunteering at the same aid station, where there's so much knowledge about the uh, athletes and what they want and need. Um, I think that's really magic behind the race, that it's a county who lives and breathes triathlon since uh, uh, 36 years and is fanatic about their athletes coming. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's really the, the main reason. And then uh, things like the swim start, like Solar Hill, like the um, majestic fireworks and the whole atmosphere uh, in the triathlon stadium is happening. Um, and then also the uh, all the communities get behind it. Uh, the park where uh, the triathlon is held in Roth, it, uh, it was renamed Triathlon Park. Um, we have a, a Finnish uh, gantry uh, that is sitting there um, the whole year, you know, because the uh, mayor asked us to, to build a, a proper one, you know, 
um, so that the tourism um, uh, industry can can really work on that as well. And it's just it's just absolutely unique, I think, um, and it's absolutely worth going. And as you said before, it's a once in a lifetime experience. Awesome. No, I love that. That that's really cool to hear. And I think everyone listening to that is going to be really excited to, you know, try and try and claim that ticket if they can get in. And if not, you know, just being a part of the experience and just watching it live if if they can. That that's super incredible. And and now is there leaving it at, at this, I guess, is there any, you know, other piece of advice that we might have missed uh, that you're able to kind of give listeners if they're considering, you know, either doing the challenge Roth or if they want to see if they're able to kind of come down and compete or at least watch. Um any any advice on coming down to Challenge Roth and, and sort of being a part of the event? Um, I think uh, the best thing is to come early, to um, breathe in the whole atmosphere here, to enjoy it, to bring the family um, and uh, take enough time uh, to uh, to breathe the whole county and, and the culture here because it's really beautiful. Amazing. No, that that's perfect. That's exactly what we I want to hear. I, like, I, I love that. I think everyone will be super excited about this and, and we can't wait. And you know what? Um, you know, that's, that's pretty much a wrap. You know, I think we really hit home the, uh, you know, the amazingness of this, of this event. And we're so thankful for guys like you and, and all the volunteers, you know, put it on because, you know, this is kind of what we all train for throughout the entire year, right? You know, those long, long winter months when you're training indoors and whatnot, it kind of all pays off for, for weekends like this. So that's really Absolutely. exciting. Yeah. And, and you know what, I guess what we wanted to share, which is really cool and super amazing of the team challenge and you guys all setting this up, but you guys were able to give one free ticket available for a giveaway for all the listeners on the Pace Racing podcast, which is going to be Absolutely. Super cool. Yeah. So now I guess I kind of want to talk just a little bit about this. So I guess if by the time anyone listens to this episode, that ticket will be sort of up for grabs in our giveaway and that'll be posted on both Challenge Roth uh, social media and Pacing Racing social media. So we'll explain just how to get exactly how to do that. So if you guys want to head to, it'll be at challenge Roth and that's challenge R O T H and, or pacing and racing. So that's at pacing dot and dot racing. And you guys can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and we'll be posting out the link to this episode as well as the contest giveaway details. So again, that contest will run from basically once you hear this episode and it will end July 2nd and the results will be uh, named July 3rd. So hopefully there'll be one lucky winner that gets to go down to challenge Roth, which is super amazing. And obviously they couldn't have done that without you guys donating that. So that, that's really cool. No worries. And as a little surprise, we also have homestay available uh, with that ticket. Amazing. That that's excellent. So very cool. And obviously uh, we really appreciate you taking the time today. Absolutely. think this will go a long way motivating triathletes out there, you know, to get excited, set goals in place. And, and I just think by hearing this episode alone, I'm sure many listeners, now have a new favorite bucket list race that they, they want to attend. So, you know, thanks so much. Wonderful. Yeah. Really appreciate your time, man. Appreciate that. Thank you very much guys. Yeah. No worries. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye now. Bye. Well guys, there you have it. Felix is truly one in a million and it's so great that he took the time on today to come on and teach us all about that and talk to us about Roth. Now he's a total wealth of knowledge and challenge Roth team has worked so hard to make this event so special for everyone in the world. So creating everlasting memories, it's just, it's such a unique experience and I hope you guys can all enjoy it at some point. Now I'm so glad we we're able to have Felix on today's show. And if you guys want to hear more podcasts like these, then hit that subscribe button and you can follow me on Instagram at pacing.and.racing and you can check us out on YouTube by searching pacing and racing. And, you know, be sure to go on your laptop right now, bookmark challenge Roth, Dot com and you know set an alarm for July 7th 2019 at 6:15 Central European time so that you can experience the live coverage of what's going to be going on as one of the biggest triathlon races this year. 
And lastly, if you did like this episode, please take two minutes to leave a kind review on the podcast channel as this helps us get heard by more listeners through the podcast platform algorithms. Thanks so much, guys. And we'll talk to you next time.